Welcome to Your Atomic Potential with host Chris Bell, a show designed for you where life and leadership cross paths, a show where small changes lead to large growth. Are you ready to unleash your atomic potential? Welcome to the next episode of Your Atomic Potential. I hope that you've enjoyed what you've been tuning into so far, and I hope that you're enjoying what you're listening to as we grow this podcast together and create a community of potential and growth together. With that said, now that we've got a couple of podcasts under our belt, I'm going to challenge you or ask a favor, and I know that we all hear this on every podcast, but it is important. It's important to me. It's really important to you because it will help grow the podcast and help me create other availability for you, the listener. And that's slide over to Apple iTunes, give it a like, and give me some feedback. If there's something you want to improve upon, something you'd like to hear a little bit more of, let me know in that forum. Or you can also reach out to me at www.youratomicpotential.com or .ca and drop me a message on my webpage. I'd be more than happy to talk about different topics or learn about anything you're struggling with and be able to relate and help you work through any of these issues that you might have. With that said, I want to jump into boundaries today. I think that boundaries and learning to say no are probably one of the most difficult things for me in my career that I was able to do. It was really easy to say no to people below me, but often difficult to say no to people above me or to say no to family members and friends. Stop and think about for a minute when you've asked somebody to help you and you get a massive flaky answer and someone tells you all these random stories of why they can't show up and help you move or they tell you why they can't show up and help you with an event and you hang up a phone or read that text message and think to yourself, what a story was that? Why couldn't they just say no? Only to turn around and do something similar yourself later on. Now you can sit here listening to this and say, I'm the person that always does the right thing And these other people who never show up for me, they're the problem. And I'm going to say, bullshit. We've all done it once or twice in our life. How do I know? Because I'm guilty of it. It's something I used to do in the past. I used to believe that I came up with a story or a reason behind why I couldn't help someone, that it would be a little bit softer on them and it would hurt their feelings less or their emotions and I wouldn't upset them. We often answer things or get into setting boundaries or not holding boundaries because we're worried about other people's emotions. Emotions are such a big trigger. So let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries are really easy to set when we think of very large boundaries that we'd hold. And to me, stop and think of a boundary as a box. That's a box that you can control. And you either try to make that box bigger or you try to make that box smaller um, with yourself or with others. So a really simple boundary we would know is that we wouldn't allow someone to break into our house and steal something from us. Pretty clear boundary. We'd probably hold that really quickly and really easy, and we understand that that's a boundary that we all hold. But the harder boundaries are the smaller, softer ones. They're the ones that come about with our family and our friends and our coworkers and our bosses. Let's talk about that on a couple of different platforms. So first, family. When COVID-19 hit, a lot of us all ended up having to shift gears and work from home. How difficult was that? Because we also had to have our kids, for those of us with kids, come home and work. 
So I'm going to reflect with it with kids, but you can reflect with it with a spouse, uh, another coworker, family, other friends. When we started trying to work from home, for me, it was rather difficult. The kids would interrupt. I'd try to be on a WebEx, especially when I was trying to present. There were multiple times a day I would present or hold meetings, and I'd be the chair of the meeting with, you know, 25 or 30 people on a WebEx. And that became difficult when my kids were interrupting on a regular basis. So my job as the parent or as the leader was to set a boundary with my kids. So what did that boundary look like? That looks like clear, concise expectations that we lay out for them and consequences that we lay out for them if they don't hold that. And that seems pretty normal, pretty logical. Please do A, B, and C or else X happens, right? Please leave me alone for the next two hours while I'm running meetings or you lose electronics for the rest of the day. That's consequential, and we think that that works. But the reality is, in every interaction with people, the person on the other end wants to know what's in it for them. So a big shift in gears for me, as I stepped back, took a breath, like I often do, and realized once or twice that the whole, here's my clear expectation that I've laid out, and here's the consequence I've given you for not following the expectation, why won't you do this thought process, which is my old habit. I stopped to breathe and realized that my kids are also what's in it for them. So clear communication for them was pretty simple. I have a meeting from 10 until 12 p.m. For two hours, you may not interrupt me. You may not come downstairs. You may not interrupt my phone calls. But as soon as I'm done, we're going to sit down and we're going to make whatever special lunch you want together. And we're going to have 30 minutes of lunchtime together. Or we're going to have 15 minutes of playing a board game when this is completed, and I will give you that direct connection time that you require. Now we can dig deeper. I've read a book called The Five Love Languages of Children, and we can go really deep into what our children each require to fill their hearts. That's another podcast for another time. But the reality is, is think about it for a minute. If you're working from home, if you've struggled, and maybe you've been successful, and that's great if you have, but if you haven't, or you've had issues, or you still have the odd issue, you have to remember that everybody you're engaging with is thinking about what's in it for them. And for my kids, connection time was really important. So I set the boundary. I offered what was in it for them because if I could work diligently, directly, and uninterrupted for two hours, I could provide them with 15 to 30 minutes of uninterrupted direct connection time for them. Pretty important, right? Let's talk about setting boundaries with ourselves next. You'll hear me talk about health, fitness, and wellness because it's pretty important to me. So you can correlate this however you want in your life, whatever it is. In my older podcast that I had called The Hard Fat Truth, we talked strictly about health and wellness and weight loss. That's all the podcast was around. I've grown this podcast to be more about life, health, wellness, careers, kind of everything that we deal with as we move forward, because my lessons learned from there carry on so much more than just weight loss. But one of the podcasts that really reflects on me when I think about setting boundaries is I talked about not being able to outrun the fork. And what does that mean? That means we can work out as much as we want to, but what we fuel our body with probably makes up 80% of our success or failure when it comes to health and fitness. If you are living off of Oreo cookies which sometimes when I've had my emotional fall downs, I am. 
you're probably not going to do yourself much justice. You're not going to help your health and your fitness. So setting a boundary for me looked this simple. It was a lesson I learned from another individual uh, in a large mastermind group that I was in. He said something called a non-negotiable. And what is a non-negotiable? It's pretty simple. It's just that. It's something that is not negotiable. It is neither yes nor no. You make your decision. You cannot negotiate against it. And what does that look like for me? That looked like telling my wife and my family that from Sunday night till Thursday night, no junk food, no pop, and no alcohol. Why? Because I like the odd beer every once in a while, especially on a stressful work day. One or two beers. Not a big drinker, but a casual. And those are calories I don't require. And those calories are alcohol calories, which also slow our metabolism. Cookies? Or junk food? Because, well, that's pretty straightforward. It's junk food. And then Diet Coke. That is a crutch of mine. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hold back. I really enjoy one, especially after a hard workout or a long bicycle ride. When I've gone out for my two-hour bicycle rides, having a Diet Coke, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. But those are empty, useless calories in the Diet Coke, and they trigger us to actually eat more. Here is a key when setting up these non-negotiables with your family. You can have fun with it. You can tell your kids and your family to call you out on this, but you cannot get mad at them when you set this non-negotiable boundary. It must be something that you give them the freedom to call you out on and the freedom to have fun with it. And it's going to make you feel like crap. When your seven-year-old looks at you and says, Dad, you said you weren't going to have any cookies through this week, and I'm supposed to tell you that you're not supposed to have any. (sighs) Yeah, kid, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. I really appreciate you being on my team. And that's important. Otherwise, they're not going to help you and they're not going to support you. If we get mad or we get frustrated and we get mean right away, that support system that you may require is going to go away really quickly. So my kids, I was a little bit better with. I'm going to be honest. There's been a couple of times when I've done this with my wife and I've got a little bit angry and said, yeah, but I've had a bad day and I've had this. And I came up with every excuse. Listen, as humans, We're really good at coming up with excuses or reasons so we can give ourselves that instantaneous satisfaction. We're really bad at delayed satisfaction. And that's important because I think that rolls into the next part of this. Delayed satisfaction is a much better satisfaction. But we live in such an instantaneous world and an instant reward in such a short time frame mindset that we often don't think about the delayed satisfaction. So let's think about this again. Boundaries. It's a square box. Your job when it's important is to grow that box and push that boundary outwards to create more space for yourself, with your family, yourself, your health, and your career. Everybody else around you, their job is to push back on that box and shrink it to get the most out of you that they can. Why is this important? This is important because when I made a transition and where really saying no and setting boundaries became really strong for me and became a strong point was when I first finally started to do it in my career. For me, it was tough because I was emotionally letting down other people around by saying no. I might risk my career I might risk my job. I might upset people. These are the thought processes that generally go through someone's head when they start to push a boundary or set a boundary or refuse to set one, I should say. 
So when I made a career change and I moved out of a manufacturing sector and more into a corporate role, one of the first things that happened was I was constantly being asked to take on some of the manufacturing tasks that were taking place in the building in multiple departments because I was considered the expert or one of the experts. And that's okay. I think that if you're someone running a facility, you're going to go to the person who knows the answer and try to get that as fast as possible to complete the task at hand. You have to remember that's what someone else's job is when they're pushing back on your boundary. But my boundary was to push back and have a discussion that that's no longer my job and that's no longer my function. Now, you have to do this with some couth. You have to do this with some professionalism. What that looked like for me was offering to train some of the individuals on these tasks or dive into detail and allow them to learn how to do it. And that they're probably going to make some mistakes along the way, but we have to create some autonomy in other people. Otherwise, people will just continue to rely on you as the expert on something. So I recall that first conversation and I recall sitting down with that individual and starting it out and it was very simple. Look, this is a hard conversation for me. And you're not going to like the outcome, but I have to say no to taking on this task. I'm already overextended in several other tasks, and I appreciate that you understand I'm the expert on the subject, but if we don't start growing other individuals or helping them learn how to do these tasks, they're never going to become the next expert that you require to complete this. So I'm going to have to say no. We're going to have to let these individuals attempt to have a go at this, and I'll be happy to review their outcome of their product and make sure that it is a qualified or a quality piece of information or correct them on something that is really important for them to fix and set that up. So you have to be part of the solution, but you have to set that boundary. So what that looked like was over the next couple of weeks, a couple more times being asked to do something similar and continuing to push that boundary back until the point where I was no longer asked to take on those tasks. Now, for some people, or for old me, I would be fearful that giving away a task would be giving away some authority and giving away my current skill set, and that I would devalue myself. What I actually learned was I started to create more value with myself because I started to build a reputation with people that I would be willing to help, but when I set my boundary, my boundary was there. Why is that important? That is important because when I remember reading some books on Stoicism and ancient Roman emperors, and I could be wrong on this statement, I believe it was Caesar who used to accept his mail and leave it on his desk for over a week, if not two weeks, and not open it. And why is that? They did that because they set the boundary, because people will always look for you to quickly solve their problem for them. If it really is an urgent problem, they're probably going to show up on your doorstep. They're going to show up at your desk. They're going to show up on a phone call and have to talk to you immediately about this urgent problem that they need help solving. And in that case, you might want to step up and solve it. But you have to be careful about accepting everybody else's problems and everybody else's issues. Because that's a boundary that you're allowing to shrink. And that's a boundary that you're allowing to solve other people's problems and not even giving them the time and the space. Quite often, when you create some time, space, and a boundary for another individual, they'll go out and solve their own problem.
But in today's society, the easiest thing for people to do is to Google something, ask someone else, check social media, or just ask someone to do it. And if you do it, then you've created that new boundary. You've created how they're going to treat you in the future. Saying no is scary. But saying no generates some space for you inside that box. You get to build that box. And you can say no in many ways. I've had a recent individual that's reached out to me, social media, that's looking for some help and looking for some coaching and looking for some information. Now, I do that. But they're really looking for it for free. My time is money. My time away from my family is money. My time away from my own research is money. My time away from jobs and my schooling, money. It all costs money or it costs time. It costs us somehow. Now, I love helping people. At my core and at my root, helping individuals become better people is what fills my heart. So this is really difficult for me. I really want to lean in and immediately help this individual. Interesting enough, I was able to say no because I've learned how to say no. But that no didn't look that difficult. It doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be rude. It doesn't have to be, no, I'm busy. The next time you feel like you're overwhelmed, you have so much on your plate and you're trying to set a boundary for someone, it's as simple as telling someone, hey man, I'd really love to help you, but I am overextended at the moment. Is this really urgent? Like life-threatening urgent? Or is this something that can wait a week? Or is there something you can do in the meantime until I have free time and free space to help? That's not all one answer. Those are several different answers. Please understand that and break that up. And if you're having difficulty, the simplest answer is, hey man, I'm really overextended right now and I'm not able to give that time or I'm not able to help you at this moment. Please feel free to reach back to me in a week. What they've got from you at this point is a bit of information, a bit of an answer. They believe that you probably care, but you probably have something more urgent than what they have going on. You'll be quite surprised in a week from now whether they actually need your help or don't need your help. So this is going to take some time. This is going to take you evaluating the situation. And if somebody gets upset and they don't like your answer, please think two things. One, by saying no, are you creating some delayed satisfaction for yourself so that you're not working a ton? A good example of that, I used to always say yes to overtime. When I finally started saying no to overtime back in an old career, it upset some people and I didn't like that. So then I started saying yes again. That didn't work out well for me. It took a little bit longer and a long conversation with my dad in my 30s, understanding what my free time was worth. So I learned to say no again. Immediately, people leaned into their emotions. Oh, but you're always the most reliable. You're the person we need. You, you know, they'll give you all kinds of excuses. What ended up happening is I finally created some space. I finally stopped taking the overtime. And I finally stopped wanting and desiring and telling myself I had to have that money. Because what I needed was some time and space. So I had to create that time and space, which is a delayed satisfaction. That delayed satisfaction was much better than having money and feeling needed. That was important to me. That was important to my future and important to where I am today. So are you willing to create some delayed satisfaction? Are you willing to say no? Are you willing to walk away from something? It's scary. 
And those emotions will be brought up by other people. But in today's society, you'll be pretty amazed at how quickly those emotions go away because those people are just trying to solve a problem. And when you say no, they have to go find another way to solve the problem. And they will. I guarantee they will. If it's not working out in your favor, though, you can always renegotiate. That's the thing you have to understand. You can always renegotiate the situation. You can always renegotiate the outcome. And you can always tell people, hey, man, you hit me up on a bad day and I was overextended mentally. I've kind of wrapped my head around it and I can support you now or I can come back and create some time at this point and I apologize for the day that I had yesterday when we responded to the situation. You can renegotiate. But please give yourself at least 24 hours when you say no to someone and they get their emotions wrapped up in you and they want you to feel bad and they use these emotions to try and make you do something. That's what I have for today. Setting boundaries, saying no, controlling your emotions, being mindful of other people's emotions. They're tough. They're a tough thing to do. But you can do it. And the more often you do it and the more often you practice it, the better you get at it. And that doesn't mean you get to run around and say no to everybody on everything. Because, well, you know that outcome. I don't have to explain it to you. I think we already know what happens there. If you're finding value in the podcast and you're finding value in what I have to share, please do pop over to iTunes, give it a like, give me some feedback, let me know what I can do to improve, let me know topics you want to discuss. I've had a lot of things going on in my life and my career. I've come from the depths of darkness, and I think we all do from time to time. And I have the light on the other side of me and designing a future that is worthy of me. I've stopped deciding to look for things that I think I'm worthy of and realized it's time to design a future worthy of myself. And I'll do that. And I hope that we take the journey together. And I hope I can help you learn to design a future that is worthy of you. We'll start small and make small changes that'll grow into giant atomic potential. Thanks for tuning in.